Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, it's Todd Duncan coming at you with another TV episode, and I am excited about what we're going to cover in the next 10 minutes. I think this is game-changing for you, and it is something that I think far too often originators and real estate agents, salespeople, just generally speaking, don't get their head around, right? So I've committed my life to the study of one word, and that is the word trust. And I've committed my life to really understanding the economics of trust and the efficiencies of trust and the kind of the, you know, the ecosystem of trust. I mean, everything you can possibly think about where trust has something to do with an outcome, that's what my life is about. And so early as a loan originator, I learned that people were saying no to me because they didn't have a lot of trust. It doesn't, it didn't mean that I wasn't trustworthy. It just meant that they did not have that in their frame of reference to trust me yet. And what I then fell prey to was the kind of the, the word that really forced um, a lot of indecision, a lot of objection, a lot of resistance on behalf of a prospect and a customer. And that was the word tension. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of go old school here with you. Um, there's, there's something always in play at every stage of a sales dialogue. Okay. <clears throat> what do I mean by a sales dialogue? I mean, perhaps you are wanting to have a face-to-face meeting with a real estate agent. That would be a future sales dialogue. Let's say that you have a chance to have a conversation with a borrower that's considering financing. That would be a sales dialogue. Let's say that you are recruiting somebody that you want to have come to your company. That is a sales dialogue. Let's say that you've had um, a customer that's gotten upset and you have to recover them. That is a sales dialogue. So sales dialogues are happening all the time. And what I want you to think about is if you try to have a sales dialogue, produce an outcome that is positive for you and the customer, and tension is high, it will take longer and probably more numbers of dialogues to get that person to begin to release the tension that they feel and begin to accept you. So... If tension is high, and here's how this kind of works out in the marketplace, and I'm attempting to have a sales dialogue, and trust is low, then I am not going to have any forward momentum to speak of with that individual. Again, be it a realtor, a builder, a developer, a a loan originator you're trying to recruit, a seller you're trying to list for, it doesn't matter, right? So when tension is high and trust is low, what ends up happening is you create a zone. And the zone is actually just full of kind of this emotion of red. And red is not healthy, right? So the job that we have is is to begin to figure out how to move tension down and how to move trust up. And when we start to move tension down and trust up, we get less of that same negative energy, even though it's still there. If we can take tension all the way down to zero, 
then we remove any of the negative emotion that somebody's feeling in terms of committing time to you, committing money to you, committing maybe even their career to you, right? So what our job is as salespeople that, that follow high trust, as leaders that want to create a culture around high trust, if you think about motivating your employees, if you think about you know, having somebody say yes instead of no, the job is to take trust and begin to build it to the highest level possible. And as soon as we move tension down and we start to move trust up, we start to move into this kind of green zone, right? And when we get to this middle spot, something flips and trust becomes very, very relevant and very, very intentional and very, very much a part of your sales dialogues. So when trust is high at the highest point possible, high trust, intention is at the lowest point possible, what you end up getting is you get somebody that accepts you. This is the big A. The further I move to the right, the more acceptance I have of an individual. The further I am on the left, the more that individual resists me. So what we have to do is we have to think about from a, a pure sales dialogue perspective, how do we accelerate trust fast and how do we remove tension fast and this gives us then this kind of axis of time and I'll give you some examples okay so <clears throat> let's say you haven't paid attention to this and let's say that you're now in your 18th month of following up with an individual that you would like to hire to your company okay well if tension is high and trust is low and you're in your 18 month there's a chance that you may have been moving off tension a little bit. There, there's a chance that maybe you have, because of your follow-up skills and your intention and all that, you've maybe moved trust up a bit, but it might be that you are only, you know, 18 ways there, 18 months, 18 months, and it might be that, that all it will take is another six or 12 months. That could be the issue. It could be that. It, it could be that, that you've started to, to maybe bring it down a little bit here in the first couple months or first 20 minutes, or maybe here you've started to bring it up first couple months, first 20 minutes. The goal is to never ever have a doubt about if it's going to happen. It's never a matter of if, <clears throat> it is only a matter of when. And all that can happen on this natural journey of bringing tension down and bringing trust up is the value of every encounter. If it gets better in terms of value, gets better in terms of deliverables, gets better in terms of a referral, gets better in terms of social proof, gets better in terms of other people weighing in, the only goal we have is to continue whatever it is, increase the value of what we deliver, offer, say, do, or promise, and we begin to bring this access up to when we get over here, we get this acceleration effect. If I'm trying to, for example, talk to a real estate agent and <clears throat> get that real estate agent to do business with me, I remember as an originator, one of the guys that mentored me said, um, man, you've got to understand that it's never a matter of if, it's only a matter of when, somebody's going to give you business. And, she, and he said, most people give up. They give up, you know, when they start going up. 
They give up, you know, because it's in their fourth month or their fifth month. Following up is hard. People don't routinely have a, a good discipline around following up. What he said to me is if you raise the kind of the, the value and who you go after, in other words, if you, if you start to position and target and approach and market to higher and higher performers, there's a chance it's gonna take longer and longer to get them to, to give you the space to even have a conversation. And he said, you know, I would commit to two years. And it was interesting, he said it actually could take two years from tr for trust to come up high enough and for tension to come down far enough so that there's acceptance instead of rejection or resistance. So I remember my top real estate agent who told me over here in a high tension, low trust environment, she told me that she's already loyal, she already has a lender, she's already happy with that lender, she sees no reason to move, and thank you for your time, and I appreciate you coming by, and blah, 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 right? <clears throat> and I remember I, I said to her, I said, you know what, Debbie, I appreciate that, you know, your loyalty to John, and I stated his mortgage company, I admire that, you know, I would love someday to earn that loyalty. As soon as I say I would love someday to earn that loyalty, Trust has started to come up. Why? Earn, earn. I'm not expecting anything. I don't want you just to give me something. I want to earn, right? So someday I would love to earn your loyalty. How about we continue to get to know each other? How about I give you information? Click, 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 click that you might find helpful as a real estate agent. And if anything ever happens with your primary relationship with John, the first person you would think about is me. Would that be okay? And she said, you would do that? And I said, do what? And she said, you would, you would give me things to help me even though I'm not giving you business? Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is that I earn your trust. The most important thing is I earn your loyalty. Whether it's today or 100 days from now or 200 days from now or 700 days from now, I wanna earn it. I wanna earn it. Every time I say that word earn, trust is coming up, tension is going down. We, uh, in our company, study words that sell, right? And when we look at embedded commands and intentional scriptology, if you will, a science of words that sell, the, the, the words that are synonymous with trust, if you, at a very high level in this little words that sell lesson, if you just look at the synonyms for trust, and you look at the similarities of words and word groups that evidence trust, if you just put those into your dialogue, what will happen is trust will go up automatically, all right? If you put referrals in there and social science in there, like to Debbie, my real estate agent, I could say, why John wanted me to talk to you is because he trusts our boom, right? So John is somebody she knows, there's that word trust, and when I use it, it pops into play. So whether I'm trying to recruit somebody, I've got to stay with it, right? And so it took 18 months of doing this before Debbie actually gave me a chance at a loan with her, and she became one of my top real estate agents. I've done this with banks, I've done this with mortgage banks. In our relationship you know, with our spouse or with our kids, tension and trust are always at play. If I'm trying to recruit something, tension and trust are always at play. So the job <clears throat> is just to figure out how can I remove fear and how can I increase acceptance? And I have to do that in every sales dialogue. And your job going forward is to figure out how do I architect dialogue how do I ask the right questions so that you know I'm truly interested in you and not me? 
How do I show you things that I know you would find valuable in comparison to what you're already receiving from somebody who already fills the slot that I'm trying to fill? What are the deliverables that you can offer? What are the promises you can make? What are the words you can use and say? What does your packaging look like? Does your packaging evidence trust? Do people that, that trust you, that you're asking to introduce you to somebody else, do they help make a call for you? Do they get somebody on the line? All, all the thing is about everything in selling, everything in relationship, dynamic, and functionality, everything is right here. And if I can just move the game, constantly move the game up to the furthest levels, this pushes out tension and you will have a high trust business, you'll have a high trust life, you'll have a high trust bank account. It's really exceptional. It's never a matter of if somebody will trust you, it's only a matter of when, and you gotta follow this every single day, okay? That's your lesson this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching, Todd Duncan TV. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you wanna make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.